So we're going to pick up today with paragraph Kuchav Dalit, 124, in the Helegu and we're continuing on with the very important foundational idea that there really is no difference between a circumstantial hurdle or a hurdle that's created by obstacle, we'll call it, a circumstantial obstacle or a obstacle that seems to be created by a person. Ultimately, neither of them, it's neither the circumstances nor, it, nor is it the person that's creating the perceived obstacle in my way. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So on this topic of anger, if you're going to express anger, says the Bovavi, just notice who you're getting angry at. Just be aware. It's very important to be aware at least of the underlying truth of what's happening. Vihinei. Bovavi picks up to wrap up this thought. Final paragraph for this thought. Vihinei Matsinim Zayar HaKadosh. He says, you're ready in the times of the Zayar. We find, thank you so much. A mushal, a parable, min hakelev of a dog. Shekasher machim es hakelev b'makul. Apparently, the nature of a dog is when you hit the dog with a stick. The dog starts charging at the stick and do, waging battle with the stick. Now, why would a dog hit the try to bite the stick? What's the stick doing? Yet it comes from a lack of understanding. The problem is not starting from the stick. That's a symptom. Where's the problem starting from? Whoever's holding the stick. If the dog was smart, instead of running after the stick and biting the stick, you run after the guy who's holding the stick. Just bite his leg and he'll stop. And this is how it works with the world. Every circumstance and every person that seems to be an obstacle in our way and is getting and doing things that are irritating me, they are mere sticks in the hands of God. Stop running after the stick that appears to be hurting us. Instead, we have to focus on what's holding that stick. On the and Sometimes this stick looks like a stone. We got hit by something hard. Looks like a stone. Sometimes it's water. And sometimes it looks like a person. Just another pawn in the hand of God. The bottom line is, common denominator between everything is, There's one address. One address. The stone, the rock, the person. They're not, the, the stones didn't hurt me. The water didn't hurt me. The person didn't hurt me. This was the Ratzon Hashem. It's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When David HaMelech was cursed out. What did he say about the curse? Hashem Amar like God said to the curser, Kilel, curse him. You know why I got cursed? Says David HaMelech. Because God told somebody to curse me. This is the foundation of Emun. Hashem Omar Loi Kilel. It happened, something happened. It's because God decided that it should happen. Similar to this, Hashem Omar Loi Hashem said to hit. Tell them they should get a hit. Hashem Omar Loi Shabur, it should break. Hashem Omar Loi Hashem said I should be embarrassed. 
these examples are you're not going to find specifically in the verses written in the Ksuvim, and it's enough for a wise person to really be a maven, to understand. The Liklite Esanakuda and tap in, get a little deeper into what's this point that the verse is telling me, David Melech is telling me, Hashem Omar Laikila. God told him, he didn't curse me. God told him to curse me. He's a stick. He's a stick. Ulahavin, but ultimately Amuna is to understand. All that happened is, God said, and that's it. There's really nothing else in truth that's taken place over here. So here we go. That is a little bit of a, call it a wrap up, but a beautiful segue into this next idea. Chavra, we're going to have to hold on to our seatbelts with this one. I believe for many of us, this is going to be such a profound and mind-shifting understanding of creation. And he's going to take his point of the stick and God being behind the stick and bring it out in such a clear and profound way where it's going to be very hard if we really focus on this theme that he's about to share with us in the next two paragraphs, it would be very hard to view anything the same way anymore. See, here we go. Get ready, this is beautiful. Tzarech lahavin es pnimiyais tzura sabriya. Let's understand the true inner workings of creation. Anything that's been created, says the Bovavi, come, let's take a look. How does it really work? What are the inner workings that take place in everything that is created? Yesh Bezaifanim, there's two approaches. Ketzad Odom Mabit Alabria, two approaches that people could view creation. View number one, and this is most of us, myself included. We're going to work on number two. Number one is for sure us, and that is. I know, yesh bebriya, in God's creation, there exists domain things that are domain, things that lack life. Completely inanimate objects, a rock. A rock. Okay? Something random. It's lifeless. God made domain, things that just are. Tzomech, God made plants, things that sprout. Chai, God made animals. Umedaber, and God made humans. Four different elements of creation, inanimate objects, plants, animals, humans. Mabadze, if we, if this is a true statement to us, if this perspective is true to us, we have to realize we are viewing everything externally. Okay? Now, at least we're viewing things. It's a good start. But realize it's external that I see all this. I'm, I'm merely 
focusing on the externals of the createe. God created a lot of things. Some things are created inanimate. That's the createe. Other createes are plants. Other createes are animals. Other createes are humans. That's one way to view the four elements of God's creation. Here's the second way to view the elements of God's creation. And this is what we're going to work on. Listen to this. This is beautiful. We say in the sitter in the morning, an incredible statement, which is, Atahu, you are he, God. You, God, are he. Ad shalom nivra ha'olam. You existed before the world was created. Vatahu mishiraman. You exist once the world is created. Whoever's familiar, we say this in the Shachras prayer. Prior to beginning Sukkot de Zimra, we say, God, you are prior to the world. And you are once the world has been created. Says the If this thing doesn't have, if, if this statement has zero influence on my job as a createe, why do I need to know this? Why do I need to know this? God existed prior to the world, God exists after. So, yeah, what's your point? Why do you got to say that? Just tell me God's been in existence. Before me. What do you, what's this concept of you, Hashem, you are He that existed prior to the world being created, before anything was created, and you exist after the world is created. Why do you need to say that? Ready? Here we go. Klal Baru. There's a clear rule. Kol Yoda. Any knowledge. Here's the rule. If you ever have a piece of information that has been sent to you that telling you you should know something that means it must influence how you connect with HaKadosh Baruch if it says in the sitter, God was created prior to creation, and God's created after creation, that means I must look at this and say, how is that impacting my current avoda, my current service of God? And similarly with this statement, we have to understand, why do you need to tell me that God's always been around before creation and after creation? Says Bovavi, ready? I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why this verse is crucial. Chazal Omrim, Chazal are saying, Umagalan, when revealing to us, Suras Mabat Chodashalabriya, a brand new perspective on how to view everything in creation. Lola Histakel Allah Domain. Don't view a rock, a plant, an animal, a human. You know why? Shekol Habachina Al Mishiva If you're viewing a rock, a plant, an animal, a human, that is all a perspective of after creation. After creation, if you view it like that, you're right. Ella, rather, you know how a yid has to live? We also need to live within the reality of prior to the world being created. I need to live in a created world with a reality and a knowledge that God's been in existence prior. 
And there is an existence prior to creation. I need to live somehow. Right now there's going to be very... Uh, what, what's the word? I'm moving my fingers like this. It's, it's, going, to be, it's going to need to be presented in, in a more formulated way. Okay? But we have to know, somehow, we're going to live and serve Hashem within a created world and with a knowledge prior to creation. When we're able to view and connect with Hashem in a prior to creation fashion, this is the essence of life. He's going to give us the true perspective to the mahos, to the essence of all of creation. Now, what is he talking about? What's he mean? Bavavi says two ways to view the world. You view the world after creation, rock, plant, animal, human. And the, or we're being taught by Chazal, by our sages, we need to view the world prior to creation. Prior to creation, there's no rock. Prior to creation, there's no plant. Prior to creation, there's no animal. Prior to creation, there's no human. So how do I live prior to creation? Bir Advar. He says, I'll explain it to you. When you see a rock, plant, animal, human, as separate things, individual things. It's four separate things. That is, after creation, we now have four different entities that God created. And every time you encounter these things, we view each one individually. A human is not an animal, an animal is not a plant, and a plant is not a rock. And for example, who a person going to come to anger. Because she did this to me. That's why I'm angry. Because he embarrassed me. That's why I'm angry. What, what part of creation did that happen in? After. After creation. But if a person lives with the perspective of prior to the world being created... Guess what? This guy who embarrassed me doesn't exist. What existed prior to the world? God. And God alone. Nothing else. And therefore Chazal teach us. We make a statement. We affirm God. You are prior to the world. And you are after the world. Meaning the way that I live after creation. Must be with a perspective of prior to creation. And prior to creation, there was only you. There was no person here to embarrass me. Who ain't me? I don't see anything separate. I see the essence. I see inside. What was what, what there? I don't see a person anymore. I see a prior to creation reality. And what existed prior to creation? 
When a person can view a plant, and I don't see a plant. You know what I see? I see God in that plant. I see a message of God in that plant. And by animals, and humans. The truth is, we don't have any true interaction with any separate creation. Everything is God because it's prior to creation. This, this is... Take time afterwards to contemplate this. Contemplate it now too, but take time. Again, we don't truly interact with that. We're always truly interacting with Hashem. You know what a plant is? You know what a rock is? It's God's clothing. It's a way that God covers His essence. It's lavush. It's clothing. You're not dealing with the garment. Somebody, something, something comes from somebody. Somebody gives you a bracha. He's giving the bracha or is this clothing giving the bracha? He is. Anything that God puts into creation, it's Him. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Clothed, looking at only at what the eye can see. Which, by the way, focus for a minute, is how deep and powerful each and every one of us are. Because we're a breath of Hashem. In a sense, we're exactly the same. I'm not my shirt. I'm not my sweater. I'm not my hair. I'm not my nose. I'm not my eyeball. I'm not my fingers. I'm not my veins. I'm not my nerves. These things are clothing. The same way that all it's a creation that you see, but it's not me. And it's not you. You're, you fill up what other people could see. But ultimately, we're each in the Shem. A chelik alakami mal. A part of their bunch. And the same way, we are not really anything that you can touch. So too, by HaKadosh Baruch Hu's creation, a rock is not an inanimate object. It's a way that Hashem covers Himself, so to speak, as a rock. It's a covering for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so the rock hits me, it's really Hashem behind that. V'lakach. In everything that Hashem created, you don't really see that. What's happening is God's making that happen. Nobody else is making that happen. What just happened is from the Banshal. Nobody else. But it was that guy. There's no guy, there's no person. Only Atahu only the exists prior. Why? Because why do I need to know this? Because built into my reality is this prior existence, which is the only all-time truth. Surah Chaim Zu, when you're able to formulate and live your life like this, 
He mishan has called Tzuras Chayes Adam. So everything that I see, everything just changed. Everything, the form of everything just changed into, it is clothing for God. We train ourselves to leave a life of seeing the outside of things. Of this creation, the Dovik Vitsuras Chayapanimus, and allows us to connect to a form of life that is far deeper Shalbore, which is God. I'm truly tapping in, and this is this is incredible because ultimately that's what we are as a neshama. Call it a, a breath of God. So this is how we connect. When we live in a way that the world is really existing, we ourselves will merit to live within that fashion. You should know. Says Bavavi, with this second perspective, you don't really truly interact with anything. The only thing we ever truly interact with in the world is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We don't interact with anything else. We don't interact with anybody else. Everybody else has their own Bechira. That's true. But when you tell me something, it's because Hashem decided you should tell me something. Why did I hear that? Zehu Oymek, Mashakosov Chazal Esther. He says, this is the depths. We're in Megillas Esther by the story of Purim. It says, Shekashari Amra, when she said, Yavo HaMelech, to come to the king. Niskavnu Lamakosh Oilam. She didn't just mean Achashverish. She went the king. On the outside, it looked like Achashverish. But really, she's beating God. Because she lived her life with this paragraph right here. This was the tzura, this was the f- formulation of her life. This, this her is her, her essence. Esther. Saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu, saw God and everything. She didn't see King Achishverosh. He molested her. He took her in against her will. Forced her to marry him. She just she didn't see him. She didn't see him. She saw Hashem in everything. She never even spoke to Achishverosh. Anytime she had to get something done, anytime she had to talk, she spoke to Achashverosh, knowing that she's talking to Hashem. And anything that Achashverosh could possibly do to her is from Hashem. And therefore, when, when you find the word Hamelech, the king, in the Megillah, which on a simple level seems to refer to Achashverosh, really, the king is not Achashverosh. That's the external of the king. The essence of the king, the internal of the king is the Rebbe And that's the second element of histaklus, of, of how to live, how to gaze, how to, how, to, um, how to view things. He says, alters everything. Because now I know somebody says something not nice in shul, somebody, did, did, somebody comes my way and they did, they hurt me. 
It's not like I don't care about, of course I care about you. You're also a part of Hashem's creation, but I know that that, your ability to do that is only because everything's like, God just did that. It wasn't you, it was God. Yosef they talking to the brothers and they come down to Mitzrayim. It's not you, God sent me here. Everything that happens, again, there's no inanimate, there's no plants, there's not. Externally, yes, it does exist. And you look at it internally, each one's another way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of, of God giving us our messages. We'll hold it here for this evening. Hashem, next week we will pick up from Kuf Chav Zayin, paragraph 127. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.